Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Uh, Nelly? Nelly. There you go. Who knew Nelly was still putting out hits? He's excited for some action tonight. Is he? Yeah. Is that what it is? I'm sure he is. Sure he is. Hey, uh, it's great to have you with us uh, here. Uh, what a day. What a day it has been. Uh, Patrick Johnson show on uh, a Tuesday, right? Yeah, it's Tuesday. We've got... Uh, Ron Butler coming in, uh, bottom of the hour. He'll join us live here in the studio. Uh, was out at lunch today and saw, uh, you know, several folks, but uh, saw a lot of folks who are parents of the, uh, you know, kids that are playing high school sports here in Pitt County. And they have a ton of questions, uh, especially as it pertains to what, Governor uh, Wimpy did today as far as, you know, drawing back people in the state from 25 indoors to 10. How does that impact volleyball, which, you know, started practicing this week or is going to start here soon? How does that impact basketball in the new year? But you got kids that are going back to school. Those classrooms have more than 10 in them, right? Mostly, I would think. Uh, anyway, more on that in a little bit. Uh, our guy, uh, Senator Tillis won. I saw that. Cal Cunningham conceded. That happened a couple of hours ago. So there you go, Ben. It's the Patrick Johnson show. Push. Not jinx, but you got push. The rub. Yeah, got the rub. Tillis, day of the election, appears with us. He ends up winning. And then your guy, who was he? The, uh, the UFC fighter? Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson. What was his uh, nickname? What do they call him? The fastest feet on the, earth. What the do they call it? The human blanket, I think, is what they the call it. The human blanket. The human blanket. I would go with fastest feet on earth before I go with the human blanket. Oh yeah, for sure. That sounds a little. He changed it to the one now. It's not a the good one, nickname. Derek but it's the one, Derek Brunson. Now, well, I think he's a, that's a little braggadocious, don't you think? He's the one. I guess he's trying to get some big fights right now. I'm, I'm excited for him. Point is, he got the rub off the show, right? He did. He did. He was an underdog in that fight and knocked the guy out. So why? Because he appeared on this show. That's why he got the rub. So uh, all of this uh, is uh, happening uh, today. Uh, Some good news, too. We've got, uh, because of all the excitement of last week, we forgot to do the Bojangles giveaway. So not one, but two Bojangles giveaways this week. Uh, One today. And uh, we'll do that at the end of the segment here. And you call in. You kind of come on the air, and you have to ask a question of of me or Ben, if you want to ask Ben a question. And trust me, there are plenty of questions you can ask Ben. There are a ton of questions you could ask Ben. Also, we say hello to the uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington. Our intern, uh, Philip, is here today. Uh, and then I, this is very, very, uh, b- like, big-time radio guy. And I looked everywhere. I cannot remember the other guy's name. Who's the other guy that's in here with us today? Casey. Casey. That's right. I'm sorry, Casey. I apologize. I was I, 
I frantically searched through emails and text messages to try to find out who this guy was. Uh, and uh, I didn't want to ask, because I, but, so I just thought I'd say it on the air and, and appear to be as, as big a horse's ass as I apparently am. So uh, it's nice to have you in here, Casey. Casey is going to be with us next semester. Is that right? Yep, I believe we so. We have he's tremendous inter. Was he after today? He might not, but I assume <laughs> he's he's good with everything. Okay. Uh, well, where to start here? Uh, well, let's let's tell you what's going on the next uh, few days. Uh, I've actually got some uh, family uh, matters to attend to this week and next week, uh, but I will be will be doing the show. I just might be in an undisclosed location doing it uh, the next couple of days. We'll see. Uh, we're going to have Brian Mull with us tomorrow. I know that from Augusta National. Uh, we're going to have uh, Chip Patterson from CBS Sports on Thursday talking college football. So that's, that's two great guests there. And then Friday, as if being here since 6.30 this morning wasn't enough, we're going to start the PJ show at a special time, 3 o'clock, right here on 94.3 The Game. So from 3 to 6.30, a Patrick Johnson show that will morph into Pirate Game Day Countdown. Terrence Copper will be along in the back half of that. It's three and a half hours of fun and excitement to wrap up a Friday. You know how much I love working on Fridays, Ben, and we're going to have three and a half hours of show fun. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, no, it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Getting so, hyped, getting ready for well, you to mop the floor of Cincinnati. It'll give us a chance. Smack them around. It'll give us a, I, I see what you're doing there. It'll give us a chance to breathe a little. It'll kind of give us, you know, we don't have to rush through the Friday. Because the Friday show is usually packed. Oh, yeah. We, we can let it breathe a little bit. We can... Uh, you know, discuss various things. So I think that's good. I like that idea on uh, on Friday. So that's what we have for the rest of the week. Uh, of course, uh, that'll lead into coverage of ECU at Cincinnati. Network airtime of 6.30 here on 94.3 The Game. 107.9 WNCT will begin its coverage at uh, 6.30 as well. Does that mean that uh, the mayor will not be here? He will not be here, okay. unfortunately. Well, that's too bad. And uh, then we've got which I'm very excited about uh, this, the, uh, the the No Quarter Post Game Show with uh, Trent McGee and Big E, Eric Graham, I presume, will be uh, on that we'll uh, see. Friday night. Well, we will. We will, won't we? So Big E uh, back in the house. Okay. Um, the American has not released its, basket, its, its conference basketball schedule yet. We're waiting for that. I think a lot of that is still being determined because of television times. What I can tell you is that the ACC has put out their league games today uh, that start uh, somewhere around mid-December. And really, the only games of interest, uh, in my mind, are, are, you know, as far as the ACC goes, UNC State, State Duke, uh, Duke UNC. Everything else, my gosh. I mean, it's just too much. But... How many teams are in that conference? 45? I'm not watching no Georgia Tech basketball. I'm Georgia sorry. Tech, uh, Syracuse on a Wednesday night? Oh. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't tickle your fancy? How about when, like, uh, Boston College plays Louisville in that? That's, uh, that's going to be a good one. Pittsburgh, somebody. Whew. Pitt and Miami. Throw out the records. Uh, UNC and NC State. Are playing. I don't know if it's the first game. I think it's the first game for UNC. I think it's UNC's first game in the ACC play is at NC State. I think that's kind of cool. I actually think that's that's kind of fun. I love it. Start that slate with a rivalry. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, they'll play December twenty second. 
The rematch in Chapel Thrill a month later, a month and a day later on January 23rd, UNC Duke, they've moved those games now to Saturdays. Remember when they used to have the first one on a Thursday? But now they, uh, those games will be played on Saturday because of television. Uh, Duke hosting the Tar Holes on the uh, 6th of February. The lone meeting between Duke and NC State in Raleigh, it's always played in Raleigh, it seems like will happen on uh, the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th. That's a Saturday as well. And then to wrap up the year, Duke at UNC on uh, March 6th. Uh, I got yesterday in the mail or day before uh, yesterday. Let me get this book out here. Hang on, Ben. It's pretty big. It's pretty heavy. Big book. Big book. Um, The blue... Ribbon college basketball yearbook. I mean, this now I've I've called this kind of like the Phil Steele. Uh, you know, he's got the great preseason magazine. This is the preseason book for for basketball, and I, I've never pulled the trigger on getting one of these. And unlike Phil, we can't bilk uh, this Chris Dortch guy out of giving us a freebie. So I, I paid my hard earned money for this thing, and I I mean this is this is a it's it's a thick book. It's not a magazine. It's no, it's, it's a not a magazine. It's a book. It's a book, but I think it's pretty cool because I mean, our guy Mull writes for this. Brett Friedlander, we've had on the show, writes for this. Patrick Stevenson, we've had on the show, writes for this. And I mean, it's just, it, but it covers every single basketball team in the entire country. Division one men's basketball. Wow, how do they feel about the Pirates? Well, you know, Mull did that. I've read through that. Mull feels pretty good about it. Mull's kind of bullish on Joe's team a little bit. I mean, just some of the stats, because Mole went, like, next-gen stats with Jaden Gardner. And, I mean, the the contributions to the team from, I mean, we could just look, you know, 19 points, 10 rebounds, whatever yeah. it is. But, yeah, when you start going into the, uh, I sound like the old boomer trying to go through, say, the right terms here, but the sabermetrics, is that the correct term? Okay, all right. The next-gen I'm stats. Sure, I'm sure that's what it's called. I have no <laughs> idea, man. I mean, I'm, I'm rolling with you on this look one. Look who's the boomer now, Ben. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the numbers he would put. Like, this Mall had this great stat in here about Jaden Garner. He gets 9% of the Pirate misses. In other words, he gets an offensive rebound 9% of the time when the Pirates miss a shot. Do you know how hard that is? Not easy. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, So I got this, and I was was thumbing through it. It, it, Point is, you know, between the American hopefully putting out the schedule soon, ECU putting out their non-conference schedule, ACC putting out their schedule today. Blue ribbon book here. I'm, I'm getting stoked for basketball. I need to pick one up. Yeah, you do. You should get one. You really should. Um, the I did see a stat uh, this morning, and I think I put it in the talk of the town sports when I was on there this morning in for Trent, uh, that 11 out of the last 16 seasons, the ACC regular season has been decided by one game. So, I mean, that's, you know, kind of what, Everybody was sort of excited about an ACC land of the Triangle Sports Media. Oh, the Triangle Sports Media. Big, big excitement today. Oh, they're a whole lot of fun. See, I don't want to be the guy that is the Corona bro like they were with football. And I think that has less to do with the COVID-19 than it does with just the hatred of football, which is strange. I can never figure that out. But I really think basketball is going to have a hard time, possibly, in some of these places, playing consistently. I just... I just do. But don't tell the Triangle Sports Media that. They're fired up about an indoor uh, sport in the winter. They really are. 
Uh, all right, so we have that. Uh, we have some Mike Houston uh, cuts to go through in our Pirate Report. Ron Butler will be in at the bottom of the hour, Pitt County Schools Athletic Director. The thing I'm interested in talking to him about is, you know, what does Governor Wimpy's order do today? He scaled back from 25 people indoors to 10 right before the holidays here. I saw in Kentucky today, they're telling people, cancel everything. Cancel everything. Don't go over to your family's house. Cancel it all. You know the reason why they wanted that in Kentucky? So they could have a basketball season. That's what the guy actually said. I swear to you. I'll get you that cut, Ben. It was just, I mean, he he's like, it was like a, I think it was a professor at Louisville, and he was his point was stay home so we could have a basketball season. That was that was you know most people are saying stay home so the kids can go to school. But it is Kentucky, or so. we yeah I know exactly. All they care about is is a uh, uh, basketball. Okay, uh, a break. Going to break. What caller do you want to do, Ben? Let's do caller number five. All right, caller five at two five two five six one game. We'll get a Bojangles gift card. Two five two five six one game. Uh, that's two five two five six one four two six three for those that are. Challenged with the alphabet, two five two five six one four two six three. I mean, they could be Philip. Don't look at me like that. And uh, if you're caller five, you will be the uh, uh, winner, and we'll get you on the air. You can ask Ben or myself anything, or just tell us a story about yourself, like the fine guy did about being uh, Cy Seymour's friend. Two five two five six one game. Two five two five six one four two six three. PJ show rolls on after this. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We haven't slept all week, but thanks. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sport. He's such a big sports fan. He's going to limit the parents getting into the watch their kids play uh, high school, middle school sports. From Who knows if we'll have a season this year. I, I I hate to say it, but I just I don't feel good about it. You never know if that. And guy. I had someone uh, a few weeks ago after the election when I mentioned this, just berate me on Twitter about you know I had no right to say. Look at today, he's cut back on the amount of people that could be indoors. You don't think he's gonna relish the chance to uh, totally cancel like high school sports this year? I love sports. Yeah. Front running phony. All right, um, wanted to tell you all, uh, Major Morris at the Salvation Army, you know, we do that big uh, uh, Christmas concert with the Embers this year, and it doesn't look like, I, I guess some of that is a little bit in doubt here. And there's going to be some uh, announcements from our company on that with the Embers show coming up and what's going to happen. But Major Morris with the Salvation Army did want us to uh, mention that the Salvation Army angel trees are going to be out starting Thursday. Uh, three locations here in Greenville, Walmart Stores, Sam's Club over in Winterville, and then the New River Pottery. Uh, you take an angel off the tree, which has the exact Christmas gift requested by uh, a kid. That's a cool thing. We'll promote that a little more. Uh, we've got a winner, right? Who we got? Eric from Winterville. Eric from Winterville is the winner of the Bohangles, which is, uh, as you know, Spanish for Bojangles. Uh, the gift card. Eric, uh Thank you for, for calling. Congratulations on your big win. Everything going all right? Are you headed home right now after crushing it in business all day? Uh, exactly. I'm heading to work after crushing it at home all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Well, look, you got a Bojangles gift card coming your way. That's good there. All right. Do you have where – I don't know if you want to give your employer or what you do, but I guess you're working a, uh, like an overnight shift. Is that right? 
Or a second shift, yeah, maybe? Yeah, overnight over at Thermo Fisher. Okay. Well, God bless you for that. Good grief. Working those overnights. I know that isn't easy. All right. How do you watch your sports if you're working overnights? Uh, it's rotating, so I catch it uh, every other weekend. There you go. I like, the, I like the sounds of that. All right. Do you have any questions for Ben or myself? We'd be happy to answer them right now. Uh, if not, that's not, fine. Not all fan. I, I don't. What, what's your. If, if we do get a college basketball season, uh, who do you expect to come out of the ACC? Listen to him listening to the show. That's really good because I don't. I, I really think that's there's going to be some trouble with that. To be honest, I, I'm worried about that. Uh, I think it's going to be Virginia, right? Why wouldn't it be UVA? I I think this. I think I think UVA is going to be first. I think Florida State is going to be second. The Duke. Duke's going to be third. Tar Heels are going to be fourth. That's your top four in the ACC. I think Tar Heels being fourth is pretty bold. They were terrible last season. It's a bounce back year for the Heels. Hopefully, Have you seen this schedule. Maybe. So yeah, we've got uh, that, that's my t- that would be my top four in the ACC this year, and uh, somehow even though the Tar Heels and Duke are uh, third and fourth in the ACC, they'll be vying for a number one seat somewhere. Somehow they'll be doing that. equal money. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's <laughs> what I kind of think, Eric. So uh, that's that would be my my pick there. I, I think uh, in the American, if you're just curious out of that, if anyone is, I think it's uh, mainly Houston, but maybe Cincinnati. So those would be the two I would I would pick right now. Uh, Eric, uh, hope you've caffeined up, and uh, congratulations, you got you some Bojangles coming your way. We'll uh, we'll get that out to you. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank thank you. All right, there he goes. That's a good question by Eric. I like it when the people ask questions. I yeah, I love it. Gives me a chance to show off how smart I am, <laughs> and I'm really brilliant. In case you haven't figured that out, Casey, I am just—you couldn't come up with anybody any more any more intelligent, any more smarter than I is. All right, uh, let's see here. Seventy-three right now. Uh, looking at a slight chance of showers tonight, up to thirty percent. Tomorrow, eighty percent chance of rain later in the day, and a high of seventy-nine. Rain tomorrow night. Ninety percent chance of rain Thursday. And uh, then a 70% chance of rain Thursday night. I guess we're looking a little better for Friday, anywhere from 30 to 50% chance of uh, storms early in the day. It just really depends on uh, where you are in eastern Carolina. And then the weekend's looking pretty good. Boy, Sunday's looking good all of a sudden here. All right. That is uh, your forecast. You ready to do a quick pirate report before we get Ron Butler in here, Ben? Let's get to it. All right, let's go. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, Mike Houston holding his press conference yesterday and then last night at 7 o'clock a special time, the Mike Houston uh, radio show and uh, Coach talking about a lot of things. Let's go to cut six here. Uh, And uh, this is uh, Coach previewing Cincinnati, and that's who the Pirates will play on Friday night. Yeah, well, they're you know they're one of the top teams in the country. Yeah. So uh, and just very impressive on film, uh, very complete, uh, great depth, uh, you know, top to bottom. You know, you look, it's not it's not like they, you know, they're not sitting there with you know six offensive linemen trying to shuffle them all around. I mean, they have, you know, a bunch of seniors starting and a bunch of juniors right behind them. They're all you know six four, six five, six six, three hundred plus, uh, and you know they have speed everywhere. Their team speed, I've been very impressed with. They are uh, perhaps one of the be- – they are, I think, a top five worthy team, even though they're not ranked in the AP there. They've been jumped. And I think uh, 
know, the Americans had really, really, really good teams that could have played in the playoff uh, here in recent years. UCF? Certainly. A couple years I think ago. some of those Memphis teams oh, yeah. could have played in the playoff. I, I think Cincinnati's better than some of those teams. Because I think they're really, I think well, I think they're better defensively. Well, they won't be this uh, this Friday. I well, I like your optimism. <laughs> I like your optimism. Uh, let's see here. Um, Coach Houston cut ten here. Been talking about practicing how you're playing. Notice that's been kind of a theme here lately. If you're practicing hard, you're getting to play in this uh, ECU program now. And I'm not so sure that's not some messages maybe being sent to some people because, um, you know, they, I, I'll say this. The guys who have been playing, uh, they may not always play perfect, but they do play hard. And uh, that is something that Mike Houston is going to have as part of this program. Cut 10. We, we, we focused today, yesterday, on this is how we want to play. You know, this is, this is what we said we want to be the identity of our program, not, not just right now, but, I mean, long term. And we're going to practice that way. And that's you, you. And I've consistently said to them since you're going to play exactly how you practice. And that, I'll tell you, that was an issue last year. Yeah. Because you were changing drastically the way practice was conducted from what all those players have been used to. Um, we practice more how you how you want to and how you should now. And that, today's a great example. We had a we had a great Tuesday practice today on Monday. Uh, the, uh, Travion Freshwater, you want to play that? We didn't get to that yesterday. Uh, that has been something that's kind of made headlines again. I think it was reported here on the pregame show on, uh, Saturday as a possibility, right? And everybody caught on late. Well, they confirmed it. I mean, let's, let's be fair. They confirmed okay, it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's be nice, Ben. I'm trying. You know, I, I like to burn bridges and well, I, I cause know, you, tr- stir trouble. You don't need to be a rabble rouser. Uh, this is, uh, Mike Houston talking about that move, which uh, I was asked about at lunch today, and I I find it a little interesting myself. It's very odd. It's a little odd. A little odd. Uh, Travion Freshwater moving to tight end. Yes, uh, we have moved Travion to tight end. You know, it's the thing that we didn't get the opportunity with, um, you know, particularly – uh, you know, being one year into the program is, you know, that, that, that spring practice last spring, you know, a lot of spring practice is figuring out who can, who can help you where. And so I think you're, you're having a lot of that go on this fall. You know, we've shuffled several of our young kids around. Um, you know, it was, it was a deal where Travion was not, um, you know, he was not overly competitive uh, at the defensive tackle position throughout the fall. Um you know, certainly, you know, Travion has, uh, you know, some God-given ability. Uh, and so he and I uh, talked multiple times. And, you know, the combination of, you know, trying to continue to develop that tight end room. And I think Travion had a desire to, uh, you know, to get back to the offensive side of the football. And so uh, it's kind of one of those things where there was a need there. And, and uh, it was something that he was wanting to do. And so we've, we've made that adjustment. Uh, it'll probably be a year or so before you see just, you know, how that adjustment plays out because the transition, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take time to develop him there at that position. Uh, but certainly it was something that he was motivated to do, and I think it's something that will give us uh, hopefully some additional depth there at that position. So Ben is just saying into my ear, you would think that the Pirates would want to have as many pass rushers or guys up front on defensive uh, the defensive line as possible because, as Steve Logan said, 
the good Lord has not made enough defensive linemen. And I agree with you. But if I think you're that's go- pretty obvious this But year if for you're sure. going to run the football as much as Mike Houston wants to, you need to have depth at the tight end spot. You if you want have, some blockers. You need to have big bodies that are willing to, to do that, not just worry about catching the football. Because you ain't going to get a whole lot of – I mean, they, I like the way they have at times used the tight end. Uh, you know, South Florida, all three tight ends got a catch. I thought that was great. And I'll tell you who made a magnificent – Calhoun made a – was it Calhoun or was it uh, one of the other kids that made a great catch at tight end? It was Calhoun. I, yeah, I believe it was Calhoun. In that, he made a great yeah. athletic catch uh, Saturday. And I think that's great. I mean, I, but you got I think you got to be able to block in this system more worried about getting your catches. Okay, uh, some injuries to different Pirate players. Let's get an update on that right now before we uh, get to Ben. Uh, this is Mike Houston. 23. Um, you know, all, all three were battling injuries Saturday. Uh, hoping to have uh, a couple of them back this week. We'll just have to see how practice goes. Here in Ramsor, Penix, uh, Jai Hadfield. Which would explain why we didn't see any of Penix when, uh, when in that uh, game there was a little bit of uh, an injury or uh, a, a Something that caused uh, Raji Harris to go to the locker room. We saw a lot of Keaton Mitchell, who I thought played pretty well, too. Nobody really ran the ball well against Tulane, but I, I like the way Keaton runs. I really like the freshman guys in general. No, they're very good. They're going to be great. Yeah. All right, that's today's Pirate Report. Uh, we'll get Ron um, Butler in, Pitt County AD. I, I, I'm curious to hear. They've started practices, see how things are going. Uh, ben Byram is standing by right now. Ben, you got an update for us? Take it away. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94th of the Game Sports Update. Mike Houston on his radio show last night discussed preparations for the seventh-ranked undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats when asked about the development of some of the younger offensive linemen for the Pirates. Coach was quick to say that they'll still need some time. Coming along, uh, it's young offensive linemen take time. Uh, so Walt Stribling, uh, he's traveling with us right now. Isaiah Foote is traveling with us right now. So those two, that means they're in the two deep. Um, you know, they really need spring practice. They really need an off-season in a weight room. Uh, Jaquez Powell uh, is not traveling right now, but he's he's improving. Um, you know, those guys, it's just, you know, it, it'll, it'll be a year or two before you see them on the field. Be sure to check out the most comprehensive pre-game coverage on your radio dial this Friday at 3 o'clock with Pirate Game Day Countdown. Tune in as the P-Man and ECU legend and NFL vet Terrence Copper preview ECU's matchup against Cincinnati to give their keys to a Pirate victory. From college basketball, the ACC officially releases 2020 through 2021 basketball schedule. The slate has conference games beginning on December 12th and run through March 6th with all 15 members playing at least one conference game in December, each team playing 20 league games. ACC member Duke announced that they will not have fans for their college basketball games due to coronavirus. It should come as no, no surprise as the university also has not allowed fans for football as well. The AAC has released schedule updates for a few football games as Memphis and Navy scheduled bout for this Saturday has been postponed due to positive COVID cases. The current word is that the Naval Academy has had an outbreak and contact tracing ensued. With Memphis and Navy not sharing a common open date for the rest of the season, the conference claims they'll consider a number of options when it comes to a makeup date. Meanwhile, the game between Cincinnati and Tulsa, originally scheduled for Saturday, December 5th, has been moved to fr- Friday, December 4th at 9 o'clock. We have some action scheduled for tonight, kicking off with Ohio hosting Akron at 7. The Ohio Bobcats are the heavy favorites by 27.5 points. Later on at 7.30, Bowling Green battles Kent State. 
The Bowling Green Falcons are the 20 and a half point underdogs. We wrap it up at eight with the Miami Ohio Red Hawks traveling to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bulls are favored by eight points. Meanwhile, the SEC has fallen apart. LSU's matchup against the top-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide has been postponed after members of the Tigers have tested positive for COVID-19. There's no official word on when the game will be made up. Tennessee and Texas A&M has also been postponed. And the 24th-ranked Auburn Tigers have paused athletic activities at their non-players. Three staff members have tested positive for COVID-19. Their upcoming game with Mississippi State was already postponed by the SEC as the Bulldogs are dealing with COVID crisis of their own. Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule recently addressed the media and claims that he's hopeful rookie safety Jeremy Chin will be able to return from an injury for Sunday's game against the Bucks. First-year head coach claims that he'll see what he does t- today and tomorrow in practice and make an assessment on whether he should play. From the NFL, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers may be without their starting quarterback as Big Ben was among four players added to the team's COVID reserve list. Roethlisberger did not, did not test positive for the virus, was deemed high-risk after being in close contact with tight end Vance McDonald, who recently tested positive. And wrapping up from the UFC, we have an official date on Conor McGregor's return. McGregor will return in a lightweight bout against the second-ranked lightweight in the UFC and Dustin Poirier on January 23rd, 2021 in Las Vegas. McGregor previously beat Poirier back in 2014 via first-round TKO. For your 94-30 Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barman. When we return, we'll have Pitt County Schools Athletic Commissioner Ron Butler in studio after this quick timeout. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94-3 The Game. There was a uh, story, I think OutKick put it on, uh, a big study in the NFL that uh, said that basically um, in the NFL this year, no like player-to-player transmission of COVID. And as we welcome Ron Butler in here, Pitt County Athletic Director, I know early on, like in uh, September, uh, Maybe Max Preps or somebody put out, you know, over the thousands of games that have been played to that point, no player-to-player transmission in high school football. And then you were telling me about a big store, a big study in Wisconsin. Same thing. Oh, wait a minute. All right, go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think we uh, – uh, go ahead and talk. Okay, did, did I step Yeah, there the we court? go. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, right. there, there's been a study in Wisconsin, and uh, – they, they, they did thousands of athletes and really found uh, no, no difference in the spread of the disease among the athletes. If anything, it might have been slightly less than, right. than the, most student, the most students. So the big question today is the governor announces this afternoon that they're going to limit indoor gathering to 10 people. It was 25. Uh, so what does that mean for uh, any high school sport? I guess volleyball's first on the list of – indoor sports that'll be starting here. Soon. Well, what it means, Patrick, is I knew you'd ask me that right. because we don't have an answer yet. We, you know, I mean, this literally did happen this it, afternoon. It just happened yeah. this afternoon. Uh, you, you and I started uh, texting about six hours ago, and mm-hmm. probably the questions you're going to ask me six hours ago, you would have gotten a different answer than you'll get right. now because yeah. things have changed so much. Um, uh, we are expecting it, it will affect us, mm-hmm. and that that is a big difference. You know, you look at a volleyball match where you have a JV and a varsity, so – the plans for most people would be to have 25 for the JV, mm-hmm. clear the gym, bring in 25 for the varsity. So we would go from 50, spe- 50 paid spectators to 20 paid spectators. Wow. Has there been any idea on on numbers, you know, how much 
I guess this is more of an individual school type of thing, but I mean, have you heard with many athletic departments how much their money they say they're they're you know not bringing in by not having football right now, by not having any uh, sort of, of, of paid spectators at any of these sporting events? Well, the, the numbers are huge, and what we're looking at right now is to help the schools with their travel and their officiating. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that surprisingly this year in a condensed year where basically the, the seasons are about 60%, 70% of what a normal season is, mm-hmm. um, in Pitt County, the total amount that we pay that we expect to, to pay for officiating and travel is just under $250,000. So it's a quarter of a million dollars just wow. for officials and travel. Right. And, um, you know, uh, if it can be worked out, we're trying to, to do that where we can cover that from the central office, gotcha. from, from the county to, right. to help them save that, that bit of money. So what little bit they can get, uh, maybe they can, can afford a few things. And can use uh, for their respective athletic Correct. departments. Yeah, wow. That is uh... – that's a, as you say, a condensed season. That's still yeah. that's a huge number. Well, the 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 number is normally somewhere around three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's just for officiating and right. travel. I mean, when right. you get buses on the road at a dollar fifty uh, a mile, yeah, and wherever you go, you got to go there and back. Um, yeah, it it adds up quickly. And of course, this year one of our biggest concerns is travel, since we can only put uh, unless he changed that today, we can only put one to a seat. So uh, Ron Butler is uh, with us. Uh, director of uh, athletics countywide for uh, Pitt County Schools. I was just going to ask you that. How how many buses do you plan, you know, kind of have on on, a, on an average game day during basketball or football season running? Well, the high schools uh, on campus normally have three or four uh, buses. Our, our bigger schools normally mm-hmm. might have four. Mm-hmm. And with the different sports going on in this spring, um, a bus will be a hot commodity. Yeah. And at some point, some people will probably – have to go to some. First of all, I'm, we're trying to stay optimistic, and we want to play. You sure, know, we, right. we we want to compete, and we want to complete. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we might have to have travel teams. You know, kind of like they do in college, where you might have a hundred on your right. sidelines, yeah. uh, but you travel with fifty or sixty. Right. Uh, we may get to something like that, but that, that's tough to look at a kid and tell him, "Look, Patrick, you practiced hard all week, right? But we don't have room for you. You can't get there." Yeah. And then the other side of that is, if you're limited on spectators, now. Let me answer this question for you quickly because the spectators, who gets in? Mm-hmm. Now, that's normally a conference decision because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 95% of these games will be all conference games, so they will decide on, you know, conference by conference. Mm-hmm. Now, most of them it looks like it will mainly be the home crowd. Right. Well, the bad part about that, this would be a perfect time for somebody to take their child to the game, you know, to help with transportation. Right, to help with that transportation. Dude. But, you know, now we're going to say, well, Patrick, we want you to take your child to the game, but you're going to have to sit in the parking lot for two or three hours. You know, that's oh, wow. that, so that, that makes it difficult when you have the limit on spectators. But that can change. Right. Know? Well, I was going to add, you know, what we talked about with the reduction of 25 to 10, that's indoor. Correct. You might would feel a little more optimistic about the potential for, for outdoor sports, uh, lacrosse, football, baseball, soccer, softball, uh, that sort of thing. And, and we'll see where we are at that point. And we, we'll see where we are. Right now we're at 100, unless that was changed today. I didn't hear where that was changed. Didn't hear where that was changed either. Um, so. so we're at 100. Well, there's always percentages, but the size of our outso- out, outdoor facilities, uh, right. you know, will basically be limited it's to 100. It's 100 or whatever that percentage, whichever oh, yeah. I guess is Correct. Yeah. So uh, We've got Ron Butler with us uh, here. Um so everybody has kind of started, I assume, around the county practices. They'll be off tomorrow because it is Veterans Day. But uh, you have some, some schools that have already started doing some kind of, 
I guess, workouts with football. Oh, we, we've but you've got volleyball. You've got uh, uh, cross country happening right now. Yeah, right? volleyball and cross country are in season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I doubt they'll be off tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we don't have school for veterans today, but, uh, you know, it's funny when you keep score, these coaches get very competitive very quick. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it is a big deal. And, of course, volleyball in this county is, is, a, is huge a big deal. deal. Oh, yeah. it's huge. huge and, deal. Uh, they're, they're very successful. So we're excited to, to get those going. Uh, they'll start competitions next week. Okay. I was going to ask you when the first games and the first meets were and all that. So uh, we'll, we'll find that out. You know, it's interesting. You have a, a sport like cross country you would think would very naturally be able to take place. Uh, and did some of the other outdoor sports you think would have very naturally been able to take, or maybe look at doing the indoor sports? I, I, I don't know. It just it seems to me there's so much that is unknown right now, even now. And uh, you know, even it just comes down to kids in school. That's a that's a big unknown in a lot of. I mean, you, in other words, who knows what that's going to look like next semester? Oh, absolutely. So it just it, it's got to. It's it's got to be I don't want to say frustrating, but it's got to be just you just have to live moment to moment, I guess, because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen as you said in six hours. Agreed, and it's it's challenging, but uh, we've got to stay optimistic and um, and we're still hoping for the best. Yeah, what are you hearing uh, from the state level on on any of this? I mean, I guess they're the one that's kind of providing some guidance, but uh, what's that communication been like? It, it seems like for the last I don't know five or six weeks, we just haven't heard as much. Uh, as far as the public, I'm sure there's communication lines at, uh, from the state level to the county level, but uh, what are you hearing from them right now? So we just had Zoom meetings with the staff of the High School Athletic Association, uh, basically to answer some questions, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's about the, the COVID protocols, um, and they're very specific and laid out, um, mm-hmm. and uh, about spectators and, and, and what's expected. And, um, you know, and we just want everybody to, to follow the rules they're supposed to and, and protect the other sports mm-hmm. and, and everybody's season. What, what happens if you've got the season overlap and, you know, kids that are, are playing one sport and then once that wraps up with a postseason, let's say, another sport is started and they're a two- or three-sport athlete, how is that going to play out, do you think? So legally, from a high school athletic association standpoint, mm-hmm. you can play multiple sports. Simultaneously? Uh, simultaneously. Okay. Um, and the limitations, you, each sport has a daily limitation, a weekly limitation, and a season limitation. That doesn't change. Mm. So if I run cross country, um, let, let's, let's say I, you know, I play volleyball and run cross country. Well, you were a great two-sport star, so I imagine you could do <laughs> both, Ron, if you, if you wanted to. Well, one would not be cross country. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, so yes, they could do both. And their limitations are what it is in each individual sport. Now, the difficulty there is some games are conducive to have an overlap. You know, like there might be um, if, if, you know, Rose has lacrosse and Mm -hmm. you have an overlap with lacrosse and football. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's two collision sports that have overlap. Legally, they can do it. Uh, Obviously, we'd want the athletic trainer involved knowing everything that went on uh, that way. But Mm -hmm. so, yes, legally, you can do it. Now, the question is, certain team sports that require practice and work as a team, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing if you, if you play tennis and golf yeah, and uh, you just kind of take care of yourself. It's another thing if you're doing, you know, uh, team sports right. and, you, and you need to well, coordinate together. Football is that, you know, very unique sport as far because of the, the physicality and the contact uh, side of it. Uh, what are you looking at as far as, you know, that goes? Well, you know, we're starting February 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, there's workouts going on now. Uh, very proud. This county, um, 
we've allowed our, our schools, other than one extra week at the beginning of the school season mm-hmm. or school year, we've let, allowed our schools to work out. Many have it. Um, right. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. Now, you know, we're not playing football here yet, but 37 states are playing football right now. Right. And uh, Well, in the independent, I mean, the private schools, independent private schools, schools, whatever you want to call them, they, they've basically wrapped up their season, and uh, they're kind of starting their, you know, postseason sure. here. Sure. And, uh, you know, other than one school I heard a little bit of in the beginning, uh, it seems like, uh, for the most part, they have not had any no, in-game COVID no. issues that we've heard of. And they're doing what, you know, the same things we have to do. They're screening right. people, uh, yeah. taking their temperatures and all that, but... Uh, no, so we're right now we're looking forward to a, a good football season. We've got uh, Ron Butler with. I remember you telling me you all had uh, either either ordered or were in the process of ordering things like thermometers, sure, things like that. How much of that is, uh, you know, budget been allocated to to do that? And are those things in and in? I assume they are in place since kids have already started working out. Yeah, we've got we've got all those in. Uh, you, you never have enough of those forehead thermometers uh, because <laughs> no matter what you do, you need two or three more. And every time you turn around, I mean, if, you know, if those things you know do anything to your brain, I'm in trouble because I'm, I'm having my temperature taken about eight times a day. Um, so yes, those are all in. Uh, matter of fact, we're reordering some of the hand sanitizers, san, uh, right. sanitizer, the uh, disinfectants, and all that. But yes, uh, Ron Butler is with us, director of athletics at Pitt County. Uh, just in case you're joining us here, um, today the governor announced uh, a, a limit on indoor gatherings from 25 to 10. Uh, not yet sure how that's going to impact high school sports. Surely it, one would think it would. Uh, that's uh, something we've talked about here. Uh, it seems like everything else is uh, right now running uh, in the direction it needs to, to, to run. With volleyball in particular, is it going to be conference games? They have kind of one or two non-conference uh, how does that work? That's what most of them will do. Most okay. of it will be conference, and uh, some of them will have one or two non-conference okay. games. And then with cross country, how many, I guess, meets are they uh, allowed to have? Uh, I think it's is it 14, where they normally allow 23. They're down to 14. Most sports that are okay. tw- normally 23 are down to 14. 14 right. Football, which is normally 11, is down to 7. Right. Okay. So that's where they are. And, and with football... A lot of it's conference games, with the exception of a non one non conference. Unless, game. depending on the size of your conference. Sure. I, so I that, that locally, that, yeah, here, locally, that, you know, generally speaking, depending that's on what the you've case. got, and if you've got an odd team, odd odd number in your conference, and you've got that bye week, now you got to find somebody with that same bye week in your conference. Yeah. Uh, so you may get some interesting matchups this year. Right, uh, Ron. If any anything we've not really covered here, because I mean, it's just it's it's a big moving target, I know, and with everything starting up this week, we wanted to kind of have you come in and give an update to the folks. Well, uh, we everything. don't have the, the board's blessing, but we are hoping to have middle school athletics. Now, a lot of people have okay. given up on middle school, but now our right. hope is, now, this 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 could change day to day, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and I will speak with the board next week, but our hope is to, in, when we come back in January, to start with basketball. Okay. And just go ahead and have the winter sports and the spring sports. You know, we uh, met with the middle school AD several times and would love to have mirrored what the high school did, but we don't have the buses. We can't share the athletes like they can. I mean, right. we have to share the athletes in middle school right. yeah. more than high school. Yeah. So we're hoping for that. And, and one quick thing to throw out there for, you know, parents with, with all the new safety protocols. I mean, you know, essentially you get COVID or whatever, you're out for two weeks being quarantined. Mm-hmm. Once those two weeks are over, what the medical advice is right now is when you come back, you've got an eight-step progression that takes six days to return to play. Wow. So be careful because if you get COVID, you know, we talked about football being seven games. You get COVID, you're out at least three weeks. Yeah. So, wow. 
That's uh, that is tough. It is uh, tough. That is tough, and it'd be uh, be very unfortunate if that were uh, the case for anybody to, sure. to get it. But certainly uh, for a kid, maybe that's a senior that is trying to play uh, their senior year. Uh, great to see you. Thanks for uh, coming by here. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll look forward, to, uh, I guess, to what may happen with middle schools. Keep us up to date on that and uh, anything we need to tell parents out there. Because, I mean, parents, we're, we're, as we're starting things up, parents have started back with sure. questions again. Absolutely. As I'm sure you know, as well as anyone. And uh, we appreciate you coming by here and uh, giving us an update on everything. Well, thank you for having me, Patrick. Appreciate right. it. There he is, Ron Butler. Uh, we'll break, come back, wrap things up after this on the uh, Patrick Johnson Show. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, uh, UNC... Chapel Hill, asking uh, its Ram clubs, Rams club boosters to help them make up the $30 million in lost ticket and TV revenue from this year. Woo! You know, ECU did that We Believe campaign, and that is, uh, you know, admirable, and I think you'll see a lot of people uh, do this. I don't recall ECU putting a number on it, but uh, UNC's trying to overcome a $30 million shortfall. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, three other Steelers on the COVID list. Yes, yeah, all that. Yeah, uh, their linebacker Vince Williams, I think, is also on oh, that, is that list. Right? Yeah, very underreported, but he's yes. on the list. Yes, it is. He's a big part of that, <laughs> that defense. Gonna say that is a little underreported. They list Roethlisberger, and that's it. Interesting. Uh, okay, Brian Maldemaro from Augusta. Looking forward to that. Thanks to Ron Butler for coming in. Great job by Ben Byram, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at five o'clock. <laughs>